That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Diaz number ten. Okay, this is a milestone episode, and I am here with a very special individual. His name is Mark, Mister AKA Fancy Haircut from a Puerto Rican barber shop, AKA Mister Tricep Dips, AKA. Mr. Happy Chicken Strips himself, a.k.a. the Robin Hood of the Nike Outlet Store in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Mr. Mark, what up, bro? Woo! I am ready for this episode. It's number 10. Everybody's been tuning in. We're gaining that popularity. Everyone's coming in every week. I'm excited this week because why? Man. Well, for a lot of reasons, Mark. A lot of reasons. so many reasons to be excited for this week. But I'll give you one right now. What is it, though? We are joined by, and I know you hate when I say this, but I have to do it, a more special individual than yourself, Mr. Island Time, a.k.a. the bad boy of reggae rock, a.k.a. 69% Johnny Cash, 31% Dewey Cox, a.k.a. a visionary, a philosopher, the songwriter of our generation, the voice of the people, a man who keeps it realer than most but won't step in your bullshit, a.k.a. the beast from the east, a.k.a. play me at your wedding, a.k.a. Mr. B. Hard himself. Brandon Hardesty, Brandon, how are you? I'm I'm overwhelmed at uh, your proficiency of nicknames. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> All right, <laughs> man. As long as as long as you're okay with that with that introduction, man, then then I'm happy, man, because we are honored. I, I love it, man. I already got the business cards ordered. Like that's 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 it, man. I feel like do y'all watch Game of Thrones? Um, Anybody? I don't, and I hate to admit that. Damn, you just ran into the only two people in the world that don't watch Game of Thrones, but I tell you what, a lot of our fans have, so <laughs> don't worry about us. So, like, there's, like, a running joke, like, amongst, like, fans of that show um, with, like, Daenerys Targaryen. Like, she's, like, the blonde chick with, like, with dragons and shit. So, like, she has 
like when she's getting introduced, she has like fucking eleven titles. You know what I mean? So it's it's very like what you just did was very like Daenerys Targaryen. So I feel feel special. You know, you know I mean? that as a compliment and uh, it, furthermore, it absolutely is. Yeah, it's an ode to you as an individual, and the fact that you're willing to make time for us on a beautiful Friday night when you have so much going on, man. You've got this tour coming. You just dropped an EP. I mean, you guys are 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 the hottest thing right now. And and you have so much momentum. So the fact that you're taking time out of your schedule to talk with the boys at Reggae 360, man, that's much appreciated. So first and foremost, Brandon, thank you. What are you doing on this beautiful Friday night, man? What, what what's going on with you? What, what what are you up to right now? I'm I'm sitting in my basement with a, a mini fridge that is like a quarter way filled with Bud Light and Pacifico. My man. Uh, yeah, man, and that's it's my pleasure, man. I, I appreciate you guys so much uh, at Reggae 360 with just what you're doing for the community. It's it's refreshing to have uh, just that you know you guys have a really you're you're very informative and supportive of the scene. You know, you're not just sharing memes and shit. You're actually trying to develop upcoming bands, and, and it's it's cool, man. I, I dig it. So it's it's a pleasure. <laughs> oh man, that's beautiful. Thank you for that feedback. That that means a lot to us. Yeah. Especially coming from you. I mean, you guys are out there killing it right now. You guys got, I mean, I think the first thing we got to talk about is, is is the buzz going around with, with Bump and Uglies. You guys got this new EP out, dropped a few weeks ago. Let's talk about it, man. Like, what's the feedback been? What's the reception been like? How you feeling? I mean, you know, the feedback... From our fans, you know, and every, everything I've seen has been super positive, you know, and um, I, yeah, I don't know, man, I haven't really heard anything negative, and I, I think that's like, you know, a lot of that is because like, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I, I feel like I don't really deal with people who would, I'm sure there's people that hate it, I just don't know them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like, I, I think it's objectively speaking, it's the it's the biggest sound we've ever had to date, you know, so like, people who are fans of the band can appreciate that you know and that's it's it's just cool to be able to do that you know it's like we we worked again with um with howie spangler for production and he uh you know he, he's been a huge addition to our studio game you know having him in the process because he just has such a good ear and um good ideas for developing music and um another huge thing was having chad in the band you know and writing all these songs with chad because like like prior to this uh you know like everything we had written was done as a three-piece and you know chad joined the band about two and a half years ago so when he joined up he, he pretty much just put parts over existing songs but this is like was the first batch of songs that we wrote with him so you know i think that's a big a big reason behind why these songs sound as full as they do you know hell yeah well chad i mean chad definitely brings an element to the band even Watching you guys live, man, watching Chad do his thing on the keys is, is uh, it just, it adds another flavor to the jambalaya that is Bump and Uglies, man, and, and, and he definitely uh, does you guys well, man, and and having Howie do production, I mean, that, you can hear it in the sound, like you said, this, I, personally, I thought this was one of the most polished pieces of, of art that was dropped this year. I love the fact that that, uh, that sound is just constantly getting refined and, and your studio game is getting up and shots out Howie, man. What a what an absolute legend Howie Spangler is. And, and, and uh, 
the relationship between you two, man, that, I'm, I'm here for it, man. That's awesome. I, I love the fact that you guys are working together and putting out dope stuff. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, like, super proud of, uh, of just that kind of exactly what you said. Like, we, we, you know, it does sound full as fuck, but, like, at the same time, it's still very much, like, DIY. You know, we're working with the same engineer and the same studio that we've worked with since the very beginning. You know, we're not spending, like, an exorbitant amount of money to go to some crazy studio. Um, we're pretty much getting it done, you know, with all the, you know, we're making good decisions, you know, and, like, um, using good gear, but it's all based around home, you know. It's like, you know, we're put, like, really, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel really good about the product, and I feel like it's high quality, but we did it on a serious budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, it's all self-finance and shit, but, like, it's cool to be able to get that caliber of sound with, you know, essentially like on, on a small level, if that makes sense. That's tight. It sounds like that, that element just, that's like your trade. It keeps you grounded a little bit. It, it, that's your trademark. That's your ode to like your roots. Whereas you guys are on this extension would be very easy probably to book like top notch professional studio time, but you keep that little bit just to remind yourself, man, where you guys came from and, and kind of an ode to the original. Uh, I mean, it, you know, you like, it, it, it is easy to, like, book big producers, but it's expensive as fuck, you know what I mean? Uh, and, like, we were talking to a dude that, like, you know, I really like his work, um, and we had a really good conversation with the guy, but, um, you know, I was, I was excited about, I was excited about the idea of working with him. And I kind of explained his situation, you know, how everything is like self-finance. We paid for all this shit with Torn and this and the other thing. And we're not trying, we can't afford anything crazy. And, um, you know, I, I thought we had an understanding. And then he got back to me with a $30,000 quote to make, I think it was like seven or eight songs, something just not, you know, something crazy, which is like, you know, we spent maybe $10,000 to make this EP, you know, so like, I mean, the point I was trying to make is, like, yeah, you can find those people, but they're expensive, you know? And, like, it really made me think about, like, what I want to do. And um, in, in the long run, I would rather, I would much rather, and I think our fans would much rather have us consistently put out music, like, as much as possible. Like, the plan for us is, like, we're going to do at least one release a year for, like, indefinitely. You know what I mean? Like, if we had gone that route and spent $30,000 on this on this. EP, we probably wouldn't have been able to afford to put out another record for fucking like three years. You know what I mean? It might have sounded a little bit better, but like I think really at the end of the day, our fans appreciate the consistency of having new music out. And like honestly, at the end, like also like by doing it like this and continuing to do it ourselves, essentially, we're just getting better at the process. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's that's interesting that you 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 say that and you share that perspective because from my position as a fan of the music, I see so many bands like sign these big deals and then they they never come out with music or it takes forever. You're like, when's the album coming? When's the album coming? But it sounds like the way that you're doing it, you're in a position where you can just keep supplying the fans with dope music. And you know what? Normally I don't speak for everybody, but fuck it, I'll speak for everybody. Thank you. <laughs> that's what we want. That's yeah. what we want. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like what well, that's what the whole this whole thing is based on. You know what I mean? Like, there's all this other like bullshit. I feel like that gets, you know, I mean, in, in certain certain arenas, like there's just other bullshit that gets brought into this whole music industry. But it's based around music. You know what I mean? 
like that should be the that's the most important thing is like making music and like making good music and putting out good music like i feel like consistently you know that's the reason people are fans of bands is because they like the music that they're doing that's a good answer man yeah well shit man speaking of speaking of new music speaking of the industry speaking of affiliations speaking of big boss talk business power moves you guys have a nice little affiliation working with some industry giants right now in ineffable music and actually we had a very similar conversation last week with Matt Rhodes well let me ask you man what what's been that experience like working with ineffable what do they bring to the table dude it's it's been fucking hundred percent across the board positive. Like I, I would expect, I, you know, I, I don't really see any reason why we would stop putting out music with them anytime soon. You know, like I think I would expect like, that's going to be the home for bumping uglies, um, for our releases for, you know, the next few years at the very least. Cause I mean, like their whole operation is, is just super, um, artist oriented for starters. And, progressive and knowledgeable secondly um and what i mean by that is like they just like they're 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 not like i feel like there's it's it's easy to get like to get caught up on how things used to work you know what i mean like something that worked five years ago does not work now you know what i mean because like the industry is constantly changing. Like the people, the way people listen to music, like where the audiences are, they're constantly changing. You know what I mean? So like there's bands that got successful labels that had success with like certain strategies, like a while ago. And, and it just doesn't, it's not relevant anymore. You know what I mean? And like ineffable, they had, they absolutely like more so than anyone I've really talked to. They have their hands on the pulse of the music industry and like how to, you know, and, and the contacts that are, that go with that, you know, to, to get done what needs to get done. Like with our first single that we dropped with this, um, with this EP, which was Island time, which like truth be told, like, I, you know, like I, I love that song. I'm very proud of that song and every other song that's on this EP, but like, that's by far my least favorite song on the EP. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, it, I feel like it's the least interesting, but I knew when I was writing it, I was like, this is catchy as fuck. Like it had that like that classic reggae rock sound. Like I knew it was it was the poppiest and the catchiest song, you know. So that's why like why we let off with it. But they, that first release they got on the biggest um, reggae Spotify playlist, like within a week of it being out, you know. Which was like, I mean, that was like my goal for the whole album. You know, I wanted something like that, and we we accomplished that with the first single. Um, Congrats! Congrats! On yeah. That. Well, dude, thank you, man. I mean, it's, it's really, it's like, I mean, you know, like we put out the music, but like that, you know, yeah, like we, we put together the song, but it was their connections and their, their businesses, like them as a business and a label. They're the ones that made that shit happen, which is cool. That's what you want out of a label. Like now, you know what I mean? Like the way it works for the most part nowadays is like, you're not really looking to labels for money. Right. You know, cause it's like, it's just you don't really need it anymore. Like the, the cost to record music is so much cheaper than it was like 10, 15 years ago. Like the things you want out of label is, is helped, you know, like help getting your music heard. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And, you know, like, to your point, that the music scene or the music industry is always changing. And like you said, like, five years ago, ten years ago, it was completely different. Um, in those playlists, right? I mean, everything right now seems to be about being on a certain playlist, right? It's literally the most important thing, like, like with, with getting your music out there. I mean, it's it's for, like, so many reasons. Like, for, like, number one, most importantly, like, just visibility. Like, getting your music heard by new people. Like, those that playlist that we got on, you know, that's, like, 100,000 unique listeners a month in addition. You know, like, that's crazy. You know, and, and it's something that we get paid for on top of it. So, like... You know, that's that's a very obvious reason why you want that. And, you know, another reason, like, um, you can love it or hate it, but, like, people, like, you know, like, festivals and, and, and talent buyers and all sorts of other shit, they judge you based on, like, social media numbers and, you know, ticket sales and this, that, and the other thing. But one of the big, um, one of the big attributes that they'll judge you on is your Spotify monthly listeners. You know, so, like, that took us from a band that had 80,000 monthly listeners to like, I, I think we're at like 163 that's right huge. now. That's huge. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it sounds stupid, but it, it's, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, man. And you know, like going back, like you said, with the music scene always changing, how do you see personally, how do you see the state of, I guess we can call it the reggae rock scene right now compared to maybe, even like a year, two, two or three years ago. No, man, it's hard to judge. Like, I, I think it's cool with like, I think it's cool with like, I mean, there's, there's bands like us and Tropidelic that are just like different as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and we're coming along and people are like really getting into it, which is, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, man. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It's definitely big. There's a huge scene. You know, there's more festivals than there's ever been. There's, you know, there's bands selling out amphitheater tours. Like, there's multiple bands that are that are doing amphitheater tours every summer in this scene. You know, so like, there's definitely a huge, a huge market for it. You know, but like, I think I don't know. I feel like over the last five, six, seven years, like, okay, so for example, Stick Figure, Stick Figure, like blew the fuck up out of nowhere you know what i mean like i i remember seeing that dude like post on on the peer um forums like fucking whatever like eight nine years ago you know what i mean posting about like mixes that he had like people to, to check him out and then like you know then i saw him pop up and like opening for the green and then like next year he's like direct support for the expendables and then next year he's like first to three for slightly stupid and then fuck you know what i mean and it just fucking no and now he's like this year he's headlining like all the reggae festivals you know it's so like in the span of five years the dude went just blew the fuck up and everybody saw that you know what i mean like everybody saw that so you have like the result of that was you had a bunch of bands that essentially tried to copy that like copy that sound you know which is hard to do i mean it's hard to do but then also why would you do that you know what i mean yeah, like exactly like well, like I, I understand, I, I understand why they would do that because it's like it was obviously successful for him, but it's it's like it was uh, successful for him because of like many different reasons. It's like you know, it's authentic for him. It came from an honest place. It's like he wasn't trying to sound like stick figure. He was just fucking trying to sound like just like Scott making the music he likes to make. 
you know, but like when other people are just trying to like follow that formula, it's not authentic. And I feel like it's not, it's not hard to miss that. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't hit shit doesn't hit when it's authentic. You know what I mean? So I guess the point I was trying to make is like, I like personally, I saw a lot of that, you know? So like now it's, it's kind of cool that you have these bands that are just kind of weird, <laughs> not really doing, you know, like, uh, I don't know, having, having like relative amounts of success. Hell yeah, dude. Definitely. So that, that's interesting too, man. And even, even just talking about that, like the rise of, of stick figure that you just touched on, like, what do you attribute that to, man? Do you think it was like, it was it literally just his sound? Like the world was just ready for his sound? Do you think it was like right place, right time? Do you think he just had the grind that that paid off, like a mix of all those variables? Or like, what, what do you see in, in terms of what actually led Stick Figure to get to that point? I'm I'm curious from your perspective. I mean, like number one, like the production is slamming. Like you know, yeah. he, like he writes really good songs, and it's got that like chill dub reggae vibe that just it's just it's fucking I don't know. Like my wife was like way more into Stick Figure than I was at first. Um, and, like, the way she described it to me, like, was that it was just, like, there's, like, a million sounds going on. You know, like, every time she would listen to it, she would hear another sound. So then, like, you know, I, I, I didn't, re- I hadn't really listened to it intensely. So then, like, I listened to it with, like, headphones and shit. It was, like, this is, like, back when Burial Ground had just come out. You know, we, we got it. We played Cali Roots that year. And we actually camped next to K-Bong and a few of the guys. So they gave us, like, CDs of Burial Ground. So then I, I went back and I revisited it with headphones and I was like, damn, man, like this is, this is like <laughs> fucking layered as shit. You know what I mean? There's like a whole lot going on here. So like that's, that was like a huge part of it. Like obviously like the music is like slamming and, and like very well done. And also like, I mean, it's a combination of like cool dub reggae, with, but also like kind of like a modern like reggae rock sound. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, so, so that's like just the music element. And then the other element is like, once again, talking about ineffable, like that's, you know, like Thomas cousins from ineffable, that's his manager. And the dude is just like, yeah, I'm like I said, his company's fucking progressive as fuck. Like having good management and good booking is, is just absolutely enormous. You know, that was one of the things that that's when shit really started changing for us is when we got our whole like team together, you know, we were touring for like seven fucking years before like shit started clicking because we were touring with no plan we were just going around like playing bars and getting drunk you know <laughs> i mean that's so, like nice. what that sounds nice huh? i said touring I mean, around getting drunk at bars sounds nice man to me. <laughs> but 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 i i respect the uh the ambition man definitely speaking of speaking yeah. speaking of tours brandon you, you you're going on one soon here you got a west coast headlining tour how you feeling, man? This is exciting. This is a, a big thing, right? I mean, you're hitting the West Coast. What's going through your mind? Dude, it feels good, man. It's been it's been a full year since we were out there, and it's been shit like three years since we we did like our own thing out there, and this is really our first proper like all ticketed venues headliner, you know. And um, we just did it right, man. Like we did the whole thing right. We we got like. We spent a decent amount of money on, on marketing. Um, you know, we marketed every show individually with a solid budget. We planned it out right. We we got good support. And, like, the ticket sales, the ticket sales are looking fucking great, man. Like, it, it's looking like there's going to be, like, 
somewhere between six and eight shows that sell out. Um, which it just feels good, man, because like that's like one of the things that's been holding us back from like trying to do more stuff on the West Coast is like we didn't have any hard ticket numbers in in these markets, and that's that's what buyers want, you know, when they put you on festivals, when they put you on tours and shit. So like it's kind of been the last piece of the puzzle that's been missing for a while. So I'm excited to go out there and just play a lot of these songs from the new record live for the first time and just have a good show, man. Have good have a good tour. That's awesome, man. And, uh, you know, speaking of you guys going out to the West Coast, obviously, you know, California is, some would say, kind of the the mecca of, of, of reggae rock. I mean, it is absolutely popping out there. I know the East Coast is making a big push right now. We've got Florida doing some big things, Texas doing some big things. I mean, we even Maryland. got people from the Midwest, man, Tropodelo. You mentioned Maryland. You know, I wouldn't consider them Midwest, but they're still still doing big things. My question for you, Brandon, is being an ambassador of East Coast reggae, specifically putting Maryland on your back, do you feel that, like, extra, I don't want to say pressure, but just, like, maybe a sense of pride going out to California and, and dropping, you know, your, your, your flavor out there, you know, bringing what you do out to the people in California where you know that culture is thriving, I mean, is that are you cognizant of that? Or are you just like, you know what? People are paying to watch me play. I'm going to do my damn thing. I mean, can you talk about that kind of mentality going out there? I mean, it's, it's not something I, I, like, actively think about. You know, like, like I, I don't really think of the geography of it. I just think of, like, I know that, like, what we do, that we're really good at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know our band is, like, fucking tight and, and fresh and, and like, we have like our thing that we do and we do it really fucking well. And, and I'm, I'm definitely stoked on that. And I mean, besides that, like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I, you know, like I, I've rep Maryland everywhere. I go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my next tattoo is going to have like the Maryland flag colors on it. You know, like I definitely, you know, I'm proud to like be from Maryland and to, and to go out and rep my state everywhere I go. You know, Maryland representing Maryland heading out to the West coast. When does that tour wrap up? May 10th is the last date, and that's in D.C. We're going. It's like the EP release party. So May 10th. Sure. And then about a, a little over a month later, you got something going on, don't you? Yeah, man. Weekend at Wolfie's. We're putting on our, our very own festival. First year in uh, Bedford, Pennsylvania. Bedford, and, um, Bedford, PA. Weekend at Wolfie's. A lot of hype. I see a lot of things on social media about this. So, Brandon, paint us a picture. What to expect? Paint us a picture of Weekend at Wolfie's. I mean, dude, it's just going to be like a fucking... It's just going to be like a huge family reunion with the family you didn't necessarily know you had, you know? Like, going to be a lot of people, a lot of uglies nation out there. Um, we're, we're planning some, like, kind of weird antics that we're going to do because we're playing four sets uh, and the goal is to not do any repeats and we're just going to have some kind of weird shit that we do we're going to really pull all the stops out um we got a really dope sound rig we got a really dope light rig um pretty much got all our friends bands to come out and um <laughs> it's just going to be like a cool party man like honestly like when it, we had like a like creative meeting um, a few weeks ago, 
And one of the ways I described like ideas was like you take shit that you really enjoyed as a child, but you don't necessarily do that anymore just for whatever reason. You know, you kind of grow out of it and try to like adult it up and like we're, we're, we're going to take that philosophy and try to have activities like that at Wolfie's. Love it, man. Love it. Like I th- there's talks of having like a fucking um, like a Saturday morning um, kickball tournament. Kickball. Um, Love kickball. Nice, nice choice. Yeah, I think we're gonna have an adult Easter egg hunt that has like grams of weed and like fucking like little bottles in it and shit oh, like that. Shit, dude. Yeah. And just like all sorts of just weird. I don't know. We're just gonna try to make it kind of like a like like a uh, just like a fucking um, like a. I don't know. I can't think of the word. I think an adult version of finger painting could get very interesting. Just want to put that <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah man. I, but not I like that. but not using your fingers. Yeah, you gotta use your nose or something. You gotta use, you gotta be creative. You can, so you shit's can use gonna get anything. weird. Yeah, shit's gonna get weird. People pull their di- people the pulling their dicks way. out painting pictures. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Just, just sounds about right. Just dip the pippy in some paint and. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, so it, it's a uh, it's a camping festival, right? Yeah. So people are kicking out in their in their tents. Bringing the sleeping bags, bringing some candles and some flashlights, getting it on, enjoying some music. What time is the music going, so? Um, it's gonna go pretty late, like every night. Like we gotta essentially like turn everything down around midnight. You know what I mean? But really, we just have to like at that point, like the music can keep going. We just have to like adhere to like noise ordinances. You know? Yeah, of course. So, man, big things, big things. I love it, man. I- I'm hoping to make it out to weekend at Wolfie's. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a great weekend, man. Oh yeah, man! I'm I'm excited to do it. Something so. I've wanted to do for a long time. We just didn't really have didn't have the ability to do it. But uh, our, our manager that we started working with in the last um, in the last year, he's uh, he's put on a, a bunch of festivals over his career. So he just had kind of like an infrastructure already in place. And it was just a matter of of, of really just. Figuring out the lineup and turning the key, figuring out we wanted to do it. Well, it's definitely it's going to be huge, man. And, and anyone that's listening to this, anyone that's a fan of reggae rock music, anyone that is in a vicinity of a hundred thousand miles, better be there that weekend because that's well, going to be tight. I want to throw this out there though: it is not a reggae rock festival. Like okay. we're it's it's going to be super eclectic with musically. Like we we definitely have some reggae rock bands there because we have friends that play reggae rock, you okay. know. But like. There's like some slamming, um, like this band, People's Blues of Richmond. It's like fucking, they're like Black Sabbath meets like fucking, just like, I don't know, something that shreds really, really hard. You know what I mean? So I was like fucking like Grand Punk Railroad meets like Black Sabbath, like singing songs about like just drugs and shit. Like just like shreddy and rapping as fuck. And then Yam Yam is like almost like Wolfpack. You know what I mean? And, like, just musically, all the music that's going to be there is, like, super cool and high caliber. But it's not just straight reggae rock, no, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be very eclectic. Are you the curator of the sound? Like, are all these kind of, like, is it your design? Or is it, like, a, a group of people kind of designing the, the, the sound? It sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds tight, but. I mean, I'd say, like, we're, we're, we kind of all are doing it together. But I'd say myself and Chad are the driving forces behind it, for sure. Jesus, man, that's tight, dude. I love it. I, 
curious, man. So, obviously, this festival is big. That's a that's a big step for you guys. This West Coast tour is big. That's a big step for you guys. This polished, dope-ass EP that you dropped was a big step for you guys. So, you have all the momentum. You guys are just bubbling right now. Question for you, man. Like, what's, like, a next goal for the band professionally what's what's like kind of the what's like the next level that maybe you guys are looking looking at hitting or maybe you're not, i want to play you know? i want to play red rocks <laughs> hell yeah dude yeah, so what um I, I definitely want to do that i want to get kyle from slightly stupid on a song really really bad hold on say that i want to i want to i want to support slightly stupid on a tour i want to um Speak that shit into I existence, it. brother. I like it. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I just want to do all the shit. I, I want to fucking... I want to be... I want to be the biggest band in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Fuck yeah, be hard. That's it. I'm not saying that from like a place of cockiness. Like, I think we are that we deserve it. But like, if you're asking me like honestly what I want, this is what I do for a living. Like, yeah. I play fucking music for a living. So I want to be the best at it. You know what I mean? Of course, like, I want to be the best at what I'm doing. So, like, I just want to keep doing shit, man. I wanna, I'm going to fucking, I already have, like, another, like, 15, 20 songs that are written. I just want to keep putting out music. I want to get better at fucking recording. I want to do bigger shows, and I want to do it all. <laughs> hey, the people need it, brother. The people need it. Let, let me just say, Brandon, like, you guys, you guys are right there. And, and you know what, like, what I like about you and, and, and your band is... Call me crazy, but man, I, I I truly believe in my heart that they're all handsome. You're you're extremely <laughs> That's a, That's a handsome. <laughs> no, but like, I believe that you are like the greatest songwriter in the scene. Like, I'm a big fan of like Billy Joel. Like, and I consider you like the Billy Joel of of reggae, reggae rock, ska, whatever you want to call it. But man, like your songwriting is is a twelve out of ten. Thank you, man. That's I'm not like I always tell people like I'm not like a great musician. Like everyone in my band is like a slamming musician, and I'm like an okay musician. But it's like my thing is is definitely songwriting. That that's what I put my my energy and my focus into. And I you know I, I want to get better at, at being a musician for sure. It's just like this is not I don't know. It's the, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily where my heart's at. No, I just I, I love songs, man. I love songs. Your lyrics, I love lyrics. Your lyrics are tight. Your lyrics touch a lot of people. Now I can't even imagine on on your end like the, the amount of messages that you must get from from fans, from from new fans, old fans, just telling you stories about how your music has affected them. Dude, yeah, it's it's intense sometimes, man. But I, I try. I really try to like reply to everyone, even if it's just like a short thing, just to let them know I read it because like. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like it's just that's the thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you take the energy to, like, fucking write someone a message, you deserve a response. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll tell you what, man. Speaking of that, that's a great segue, Brandon. We're actually going to jump in to a new segment. Not a new segment. That was It's pretty new. It's, it's pretty new. relatively yeah. new. We're still testing it out. But you know what? It's fan-submitted questions. We are bridging the gap, Brandon, between you and your fans on this very podcast, and I think that's a dope thing. So we're going to throw some questions at you that users submitted to us, and, and and we're not responsible for the questions whatsoever. These are direct from your fans. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Okay. Number one, from Lauren. What song do you hate playing that everybody loves? <laughs> it varies, man. Like, it, it depends really on, like, what I feel like I, what we've been playing um, a lot. Like, right now, I used to hate Dayman, but, like, we've actually, I've, I've, I've kind of enjoying playing that because, like, we, we just tightened it up a lot and made it a little bit cooler. So, really, like, whatever, like, right now, we're not really playing Morning After because we played that at every show for fucking, like, seven or eight years. So, like, I kind of just got sick of playing it. So, we just kind of sat it out in the last run that we did. I think, you know, we, we'll do it as, like, an encore or something. You, you know what I mean? That, but, like, putting that one to bed for a little bit. Yeah, I just, I get, I get bored of anything. You know, like, we, like, fucking, like, we try to switch the setup, like, every night, you know, and play, like, just different shit. And, you know, definitely, like, include the hits. Like, there's a few hits that you got to do, like. Yeah, you got to do them, yeah. Really, the thing that, that, that'll bore me is repetition of anything. I don't think you make Dayman any cooler. Any song written by Charlie Kelly uh, can't be any cooler, but. Um, <laughs> All right. Very true. So we got a few more for you. Travis wants to know: Is Snowflake still alive? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who or what Snowflake is, but made me happy. I know it's yes. a song, but I must be inspired by something. I, I wrote it about a girl I used to date who was like really into coke. I figured that. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she's never heard the song, and I, I really want to keep it that way because I still see her every once in a while. <laughs> Like she still isn't around where I live. So. That's got to be a little internal awkwardness, huh? I mean, not really. It's like it would be awkward if she heard the song. But maybe, <laughs> but dude, maybe she has heard it and she you just don't even know it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm choosing to I'm choosing to believe that she hasn't. <laughs> dude, Clearly. she's drinking Jim Beam on her worst nights, just playing Snowflake, just fucking crying. Yeah, clearly she missed out because she dated somebody that turned out to be like, a, you know, a chart a fucking rock star, yeah. traveling freaking rock star. So, you know what? She's no, I think she got. A song. I think I think everything worked out for everyone. Oh, there you go. That's I want a, I want a positive. song, but I'm almost afraid. But no, anyways, um, John. So so yes, my name is John, but also a man named John asked the question: Who surprises you most with their music? I don't know how to read this second part of the question. Who makes you go, hmm? Hmm. <laughs> That's literally what the question Things is. Things that make you go, so, hmm. hmm. Who, who surprises you with their music? I think what they're saying is, who's who's bringing the heat, man? Who are you liking nowadays? You know, like, I think one of the most, like, blown away I've ever been. And I'm just going to say this from, like, people I know, like, personally. But, like, one of the most blown away moments I've ever had was one of the first times we ever played with Trop, and I saw James rap, and I was just like, holy shit. He's <laughs> like, I've been, like, drinking beer with the dude backstage, bullshit, and then he was, like, he's, like, the nicest dude in the world, and he was telling me how he was, like, a fan of Bumpin' Uglies before all this shit happened, and this, that, and the other thing. I was like, oh, man, that kid is, is really nice. And then he gets on stage, and he's fucking, like, Buster Rhymes shit, you know what I mean? It's like, god damn, that dude's so quick. He can fucking rap, yeah, he dude. Can spit, dude. Like Dude, he, he can. He man. He's, he's, it's, he's clean too, man. Yeah, it's like clean. it's one thing to be able to like go fast, but he's like fast and clean. It's just it's it's, it's very impressive. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, 
Christina. This is a little bit long, longer one, but she says, Burn My Candle is my favorite song. I have so many questions about the song since I can honestly say that this song is the one that hooked me on to Bumpin' Uglies and literally saved my life. What inspired you to write it? What was going on in your life at the time? Also, I have, I have to know about the tattoo under your right arm. It looks like a candle burning from both ends, so I'm curious to the story about that. Did that tattoo inspire the song, or did the song inspire the tattoo? Couple song, couple questions in there. A lot to unpack. So, so like, I feel like a lot of my songwriting, I, I write a lot of shit about like idioms, you know what I mean? Which is just like expressions, like colloquialisms, like whatever you call them. Yeah, that's a tough and, word to say. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of that shit just comes from my dad when I was a kid. Like, always used to tell me like, like life lessons. He would give me like one liners. You know what I mean? Like, like another one he used to say all the time is like, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know, like my dad, my dad grew up on a farm, so like that was like a thing. Like he, he has like a million of those. You know what I mean? Like little one liners. So they always kind of stuck with me. And then as I was getting older. He would, you know, that was something he would start, he would say to me a lot is like, you, you can't, you're burning the candle with both ends, Brandon. Like, you can't do that. Like, you're going to fucking burn out if you, if you do that. And I, I just, I like that expression a lot. You know, I mean, I, I like, I pretty much like any of those expressions, like, that I like kind of stuck with me. And I feel like I, I've, I've worked them, a lot of those, it's like a, that's kind of become like my style as a songwriter. A lot of it has to do with, with those expressions, you know. Just expressions in general, not just like specifically those, but um, you know what I'm saying. Um, and then, so like, that's like burn my burning my candle at both ends. You know that stuck with me. And then when I was like 21, 22, 23, I was uh, I was going to college. You know, I, I started working at a restaurant like right out of right out of high school, and. Um, did that for a few years and then I was like decided I didn't want to do that for a living so I went back to college I was getting a degree in finance um, and that's when I started this band and this band is like the first band I've ever been in and it was just something that kind of happened like I really had no desire to be in a band which kind of just happened and then I started writing songs I was like holy shit like this is awesome like I like this I'm, I'm good at this this is what I want to do so like but I, I didn't know how like realistic it was you know so like i continued going to school i was paying to put myself through college so i you know i was working 60 hours a week so i was trying to go to school i was working you know i had this band that you know eventually we started touring and doing shit so i mean i truly was like burning the candle at both ends you know and it was a matter of that's like where that song came from was just like you know trying to have your cake and eat it too um so the song and the song came first and then eventually you know that was just the song has always meant a lot to me too because it's very indicative of my personality i've always really tried to fill my plate up and, and accomplish a lot you know so uh you know that that was my first tattoo is the candle burning at both ends and I've, I've always treated tattoos as kind of like i like to think of them the way like pirates do which is like pirates back in the day would get a tattoo to mark when they would go to a new port you know so i I try to treat my tattoos as like moments in my life you know kind of like bookmarks yep so that was chapters different chapters yeah that that tattoo kind of commemorates that point in my life when i was just trying to do all those different things 
Brandon, I just want to add, um, I think everyone knows this, but I'm a huge Bob and Ellie's fan, and Burn My Candle is probably like top two if not my favorite Pumpin' Ugly song. Just want to just wanna throw that in there. Yeah, and also one thing to add too, man, and the way that question was worded, I know it was a mouthful, but literally it, it I, the question goes, I can honestly say that this is the song that hooked me on the Uglies and literally saved my life. That's it's powerful. That's fucking powerful, dude. You a, a, affected a human being out there that was obviously, Christina was obviously going through some shit, man. That song spoke to her in a real way like it did many people out there. Man, that's, that's a special that's the thing. Power, that's the power of music. That's the power yeah, of words, man. That's man. real as fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy, man. Definitely. It's crazy to think about that you did that to somebody, you know? Well, you know what? Getting away from the heavy stuff, we have one more Two two more questions. Two couple more questions. Uh, Tegan asks, "What is your golden rule while partying?" Oh man, um, I don't smoke weed when I've been, after I've been drinking liquor. I mean, like, what, like, what was if I'm drunk off liquor? Then you don't. Sm- I, I will not smoke weed because I will instantly get the spins. That happens to a lot of people. That's, a good yeah. take. that's hey, rules yeah. by a Tegan. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's when I say I get the spins. I mean, step one, I get the spins. Step two, I'm, I'm vomiting for a while. Yeah, that, that's no bueno. You don't want to get into that zone. Hell no. Fuck that. Fuck vomiting. You know what? I say that, but then when I start drinking liquor, I'm always like, you know what? Let's fucking smoke, baby. Let's smoke. All right, John. Let's fucking vomit tonight, bro. Let's do it. Even but sober me is like, yeah, I don't do that. But then drunk me is like, you know what? All right. Nothing's off the table. Well, nothing, take, off the take table. a couple more sips, then we're going to vomit. Um, so Pat wants to know, and, and Pat is very dear to our hearts. Um, I won't go too far with that. But Pat wants to know. How odd was it playing acoustic in some random guy's house in, I'm sorry, some random guy's basement in Omaha? Also, how much fun was it getting the bus stuck in the snow in front of said random dude's house? That's <laughs> Pat from Omaha. Yeah, we did, we did a, a video at his house. It was fucking awesome, man. This kid, like, is like, like really into grasses greener, and he surprised her with us coming over. And then we got to play her grass is greener, and she was like super emotional about it. So it was great. Yeah, I give that experience a ten out of ten, Pat. So fun fact: Pat Douglas is uh, is uh, on Team Reggae three hundred and sixty. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Uh, last question from Guy, and this is a question that is very common on Reddit. Jesus. You already, I think you already know it's coming, but would you rather fight one horse-sized duck <laughs> or 100 duck-sized horses? Also, why? Oh, man, 100, 100 duck-sized horses, dude. Come on, man. You're going to fight 100 can... duck-sized horses? Yeah, but why? Yeah, because I could kick them. Kick them? Kick them. Kick them right in their fucking bills, dude. Yeah. Kick them right in their fucking hey, bills. Hey, hey, Duck-sized horses, yeah. Kick them right in their, their stupid faces. Yeah. In their stupid faces. You know, as Patriots fans, we always say kick them right in their fucking bills. No, this, yeah. this is, these are great headlines for Reggae 360. We're going to get clicks. Brandon Hardesty <laughs> says kick a horse in its, in its stupid face. Brandon Hardesty believes all horses have stupid faces. 
Oh, yeah. damn. Dude. Right? And there's the horse community fishes. is going to be. Wait, crazy. hold on. Who has a stupid face? The duck or the horse? What's up? I mean, whichever one's getting kicked in the face. They're going to have a really stupid face after, right? With them steel yeah. toe boots. Brandon yeah, boy. hates animals is a new headline. Right? I mean, animals are, animals are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, vegans. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm looking at the clock. I didn't mean to catch you out, Mark, but I'm looking at the clock, man. Rapid fire. Hold on, before before we get to rapid fire, yes. rapid fire, we're gonna head into rapid fire in a second here, and that's generally when, when we wrap up. But one thing I want to address, be hard, Mister Hardesty, um, is again, congratulations. Twenty eighteen was a huge fucking year. Beast from the East. You know where I'm going with this. Reggae three sixty album of the year. You're on the podcast, so once again, congratulations. Can can you can you just talk about that a little bit the 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 whole run, uh, the fan interaction, the amount of votes that you guys fucking had, you guys just straight killed it. <laughs> Dude, it was a, uh, it was intense, man. Like speaking for myself and for Dawn, I know I know you guys know Dawn, but if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening to this and they don't know Dawn, Dawn is like. She's she she's really the mastermind behind behind this whole operation. You know, she she runs our fan group, um, Ugly's Nation, and she took it as a personal, a personal like it just became her whole life that we, that we needed to win that. You know, because she prides herself on how awesome our fan group is, and the whole thing was fan, um, fan voted. You know, so it was uh, it was intense and it was stressful <laughs> because it was like. It was. It got just real, uh, real close, you know, for a couple of the rounds, man. Especially the, the roots of creation and the elevators rounds. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have picked two better albums to, to be in the finals than than you guys in the elevators. Yeah, that elevators record is fucking rad, man. Like, it's it's really really well done. Dude, that, that album was flawless. I, I think the elevators album was flawless. To to and. and just saying that, the fact that you guys edged them out, man, that even speaks more to your music, too. Like, that's, yeah, those two of the best albums, man. Everybody was, it was just rightfully deserved, man. And uh, congrats on that. That was big for, for you guys. That was big for the elevators. And more importantly, man, that was big for Reggae 360, man. That, thank you for Yeah, thank you for the support, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Dude, it was cool. It was, it was just cool. It was just fun, right? So that, that's the whole point. Hopefully, you guys, uh, you guys gathered some new fans, some new listeners through that contest. And uh, again, congratulations! So, moving on, rapid fire, Brandon. We, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with some with some random shit. Just tell us the first thing that comes to mind off of these random topics, yeah, like word association. Like we'll say a word, and just the first thing it could be one word, it could be a full sentence, it could be whatever, it could be a fucking rant. Whatever word, whatever word we say, however it makes you feel, just drop it on us, baby. You know, let us know. All right, we're, we're gonna run through it. We're let, we're gonna let Mark start this one off. All right, Brandon, taco. Yummy. Yummy. <laughs> All right, this this is becoming a theme here, right? Avocado. Oh, guacamole. 
<laughs> Some of that guac. Uh, Maine. The state of Maine. Peaks Island. Pete's Island? Oh. Peaks Island, yeah. Peak or Pete? Peak. Peak. Uh, that, that's where I go for, for vacate. That's where this, the island, the island time is about. Yeah, that's what I was looking for right there. It's, it's right off the coast of Portland. Beautiful. Old head. Old head? Old head. I don't know why, but it made me think of fucking uh, Neil Young for some reason. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Neil Young, that's random. Um, grind. Uh, for, like, first song. <laughs> just made me think of that. Love that song. Early man. song, I guess. Yeah. Such a good song. Wavy. 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 Maybe made, made me think of hair for some reason. Whose hair? Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Morris. If, if you had to pick one person in a band whose hair <laughs> embodies the word wavy, who would it be? I mean, it would, it would definitely be me because, like, fucking TJ has a shaved head and Chad and Wolfie have dreadlocks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, the waviest hair is fucking Justin and Carl, our road crew. Twins, they have fucking super, super full-bodied hair. Shouts out Justin and Carl. Huh. Yeah. Merch. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> super fan. Oh, man. Ugly's Nation. Love it. Love it. Your first album. <laughs> Deleted. <laughs> Deleted? Hey, do tell. Yeah, I, de- I deleted that bitch from the internet, man. Because <laughs> it was garbage. <laughs> no, no, really? no I'm, I I think we're saying, what was your first album? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I want to hear what? about this Yeah, there's, there's a story to be heard here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, it was just like our first EP that we made was like a million years ago. And it's no, like, I'm, I'm the only person still in the band that was on it. And it has a bunch of songs that we have since re-recorded. Like it had five songs on it. Um, Nostalgia, Grind, and Move Along. We're all on it. Um, and then Free Candy came out after that. Um, I deleted that EP, though, because it was just embarrassing. <laughs> so what was your first album? Third Eye Blind self-titled album. Third Eye Blind, wow. They had they had that popular song, which was like everyone was singing it in their cars and their showers, but it had like a real like drug undertone, didn't it? It's all about it's all about meth. Yes, yeah, semi charm life. Yeah, it's all about meth. Do yep. do 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 semi charm life, right? That was that was like, Dude, yeah. like meth? I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge huge Third Eye Blind advocate. Not everyone else in the band rips on me for it. But, like, I don't even give a fuck. Yeah, Third Eye Blind's got hits. Respect. That whole first album is, like, all hits. Respect. Brandon, you know, man, I'm going to ride with you on a lot of things, but that one, man, I might, I maybe can't close <laughs> it. Right? Well, you, okay. you didn't even know what that song was about. Now you go back and listen to it, and you're going to be like, holy fuck. Listen to, listen to those lyrics, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Dude, I feel like, I feel like, so I was born in 86. I'll be 33 in a few weeks. I feel like if you're, like, within... A three-year age gap of me, like I'd say between thirty and thirty-six, and, and the song "Motorcycle Drive" by, like, just it, it fucking resonates with you. I, I, I don't. 
I, I, I just stand by that statement. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm 72, so I'm out on that. But <laughs> I, we do have two more rapid fire questions. But even before we jump into that, I've got one question for you. You just you just uh, outed your age, which we weren't going to touch on. It. Maybe we didn't want you know we didn't want to assume. Oh, I don't give dude. I don't give a fuck, man. I, I'm I'll be vocal about my age. Uh, like, I'm not trying to hide shit. Tell me, tell me, tell me. What is something? Is speaking to a fellow individual that's over the age of thirty. Again, I'm 72. Uh, what what's something that you've learned, man? Like personally, crossing that bridge, man, getting that getting that 30 plus category. What's something that you've learned as an individual being 30 years old? Tell me. I mean, life is too short to fucking um, to hate what you do. For starters, preach. Like, and and I feel like your gut. Is, the, is is always going to lead you the way that you should go. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably because it's it's a shitty decision. Like don't be don't be afraid to ask for help, but don't let people sell you on shit either. You know what I mean? Yes. Generally, if something if something sounds too good to be true, it's because it is. You know. Damn! If you didn't listen to any other part of the interview, conversation, podcast, however you call it, you better have listened to that past ten seconds because that was fire <laughs> advice. I appreciate that. Now we're jumping back into rapid fire. We got three more. Margo. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, awful. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I, I'm not really like that into football, but like, you know, if you ask me who I support, I support the Ravens, but they've just been fucking trash the last few years. Poor Joe Flacco. Poor Joe Flacco. <laughs> well, he's elite though, isn't he? Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's what they say. <laughs> hey, we, we got some room on the on the Patriots bandwagon. If you want to hop on, just a just a thought. I know last week we talked to Matt Rose and he dropped a Tom Brady reference in one of his lyrics. Yeah, I mean, if you on, know, on, I'll, on, I'll tell you, like I'll tell you, like what, back before I had a band, like I was really into gambling. Like I was like really into gambling because like I was like I thought for sure I was going to be on the World Series of Poker. Like I was fucking, I played a lot of poker, man, when I was like fucking like eighteen to, to twenty online, something online poker. Yeah, poker stars and shit like that. And then like we had we had fake IDs and we we would go up to Atlantic City. We we do like house games and shit. And I mean, I definitely have like a gambling problem, like for sure. Like I n- I never really had it with um with poker because it's not like you don't have like the rush of it. But like I, I man, I can't tell you how many times I, we would go to the casino and I would I would grind it out at like the one two table. And win like a few hundred dollars, like three hundred dollars, whatever, and then go lose that shit in fifteen, twenty minutes playing blackjack. <laughs> like blackjack is this just will fuck me up. But the point I was trying to get at is I got into sports betting for one year, and it was the year that the Patriots almost went undefeated. And what the reason that's relevant is in addition to going undefeated, they covered the fucking spread. For like eleven games in a row, <laughs> it was incredible. It was like, and like I remember, like they played they played the Redskins at one point, and it, it was like a thirty something point spread, and they beat them like it was like ridiculous. They beat them like like seventy two to three or some shit. It was just incredible. Seventy two to three, the highest scoring game in NFL history. I like it, dude. You were a savage back in the day, huh? Just grinding out, dude. I respect that. Oh, um, uh, dude, I, I I still like like when we go to Vegas and shit. Like after sound check. I, like, walk up to, like, the Golden Nugget and play poker for a little bit. I love playing poker. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I like that. Um, Another one. All right. This one's a little loaded. Mental health. It's, uh, 
it's just something that should be talked about more, I think, for sure. I feel that. I'll tell you, man, I fucking, I, I like, I've dealt with depression my whole life. Like, it's just something I, I was diagnosed with at an early age, and I learned to live with. And I'm 33, man. I, I started taking antidepressants for the first time last year, like fucking last October. And it has changed my life. <laughs> it's like just 100% changed my life, dude. Like, it's like, I take like the lowest dosage that you can be prescribed. Like, it was just something I went in for a physical. And I was talking to my doctor. And he just asked me about like other shit. And like, like I said, dude, I was a very, very, I'm very, very, very high functioning with my depression. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of like, like, I, I, that's how I got into songwriting was just like, as a means of dealing with it. Um, but like, you know, it's just, just there. There would be times where like I would like entire like fucking like I would lose like two or three days to just like not being able to do anything because I'd be like consumed in this like this fucked up thought about something that I would get lost on, and um, you know. But I mean, it's just whatever. Like I, 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 I found my own rhythm. You know, it's so, like I was in this. I was in the doctor's office. Like I got this physical, and we, he just asked me, he's like, "So what's up? Anything else up?" I was like, you know, like my energy level isn't isn't where I'd like it to be but it's not a huge deal. And he's like, well, like, what, like, what's up? Are you depressed or anything? I was like, man, I've dealt with depression my whole life. He's like, dude, you should just try this out. Like if you tr just try this, this dosage out, it's literally like the, the smallest dosage you can take. If you don't like it, you can just go off it whenever. And I, you know, I, I'd always been really against it just cause I was like proud, you know? Um, and I, I kind of was just like, you know, I, I was of the frame of mind. I, I still think, you know, like, the, like, even before, like, they had a name for it or, like, medicine or anything, like, it's it's obviously, like, a natural thing. Like, it's biology, you know? So, it's like, man, people have been dealing with this shit for fucking ever. Um, so, I just was against it, you know? I started, like, that said, like, you know, I, I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. You know, like, the worst case scenario, I just stopped doing it. And then, you know, I started taking the medicine. I didn't even notice. I, I felt like the same person forever. I just noticed that, like, eventually I was like, damn, I, I'm not having these, like, crazy manic episodes anymore where i get like totally fucked up you know like consumed in, in thoughts you know what i'm saying yeah. it's hard to explain if you, if you don't like if you if it's not something you dealt with but like that was like my thing it's like i would have like some shitty thought and then i would obsess over it I you think know we've, i think we've all dealt with something similar to that maybe not that exactly but just man thank you for being candid and open and honest man who would have thought on a rapid fire question we get a, just a real answer like that so so I I, uh, I appreciate that. I know the people listening will feel that. So Brandon, thank you. And, and Mark, man, I know you got another rapid fire topic coming at Brandon. What's the next? All right, all right, Brandon. Last one for you. Reggae three sixty. For the people, by the people. I love you guys. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's mutual. Thank you, Brandon. Man, this is a fun episode. Episode ten. Everybody, each and every week, we're bringing you the best out there. And here we are today with Brandon Hardesty of Bumpin' Uglies. Thank you so much, Brandon. We really, really appreciate your time tonight. You took an hour out of your night. You could be doing lots of things, and you spent that time with us. So we respect you for that. Damn. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. What, what a beautiful moment captioning time, man. I love it, man. God, we're looking forward awesome. to everything you got going on, man. 2019 is going to be a big year. Just, uh, we're here with you, man. Anything you need, Hell you let yeah, us man. know. 
Absolutely. Brandon, any 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 closing thoughts, any shouts out to people, man, any anything while you have the ears and the attention and the mind of the of your fans that you want to just drop on them before we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, man, just shout out to Ugly's Nation, man. I love you. Thank you so much for for supporting supporting me and the boys and letting us uh letting us do this crazy shit for a living. Hey, man, as long as you keep bringing us that beautiful, dope, timely, potent, powerful music, I'm sure the Ugly's Nation will be up to the task of supporting everything you do, man. So, you know, it's just it's great that it's just part of a bigger thing going on in the world, man. And, and just keep it up, brother. Love it. Don't stop, man. Don't stop, man. We need it. We need it, man. Do it for us. Please, Brandon. I'm not, dude, it's either this or fucking bartending or some shit, so. I don't got no skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you do, and it's in music, so. Thank you. We got the Billy Joel, the Johnny Cash of the scene with us today. Thank you so much. We're going to let you get back to your night. Appreciate you, man. All right, fellas. Yes, sir. Brandon Harsey, great musician, horrible bartender. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Take it easy. Bye, boys. Later, man. Wow. What a fire interview. If you are listening right now and you did not gleam some life information, some life source, some facts, some essence from that interview, then you better check your post because you might be dead because Brandon Hardesty brought the heat. Mark, what do you think? Man, B-Hard is the fucking man. He is the beast from the East, man. Like huh. Another fun episode, two weeks in a row. What am I saying, two weeks in a row? Ten weeks Ten in a row. Ten weeks in a row. Yeah! People, we're going for 100,000 episodes. We are about... Two percent there, but be hard. Thank you. That was awesome, Mark. I'm gonna let you know a little secret. I know we're two percent there. I'm about three percent there. But anyways, moving on. If you made it this far into the episode, that means you genuinely care about what is going on in the reggae rock stratosphere, and we are astronauts flying in the universe. Grabbing nuggets, planets, suns, solar system, moons of information, of news from Instagram, from Twitter, from Facebook, from wherever the fuck. And we are bringing it to you and we're letting you know what is happening in the universe of the reggae rock world. And Mark, last Friday was big, baby. Last Friday was big. We got some dope music delivered. To us, some singles, no albums, no big EPs, to my knowledge. Let's talk about some music that dropped, man. I know you I know you were feeling a couple things, man. I saw you jamming Tribal Theory. I saw you bumping Tash out down. I, mean, I saw you listening to Through the Roots. Talk to me, man. What were you... Loving from Friday, dude. I was also bumping some Roots of a Rebellion. Ooh. Love you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Putting out Shapes of a Soul. We are also putting out Shapes of a Soul. 
in our new Reggae 360 Acoustic Series, which has a working title we'll be releasing next week. Roots of Rebellion, big up to you guys. Love that song. Can't wait for the new album coming out in in May, I believe. Ooh, May, I believe, dude. Let's let the music speak for itself, Mark. Let's listen. Roots of Rebellion, Shapes of the Soul, the same title as their album coming. Fire music. Can't say enough, man. I think I already did. Great dudes, man. There's, I mean, just wholesome individuals, nicest guys I've met. We enjoyed some nice ramen noodles with those guys over at Pipe Dream Brewery. A pretty cool spot to go visit. Uh, but yeah, man, just uh, love them, man. Love them. Looking forward to the album. Mark, 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 Mark. I'm gonna play something. I want your reaction. You're gonna like it. You're gonna vibe. You're gonna fucking groove a little. I'm gonna play it, man. I want you to give me your thoughts afterwards. All right, hear this shit right now. Jump up in the Lamborghini Mercy. You say that your man is working late. So you can put away your telephone. You know how the story goes. Girl, tonight you're coming home with me. Now I ain't trying to seem thirsty. Trying to serve up some controversy It's just that I could read your mind And tonight you're looking fine Did I mention how you're fucking prophecy? See, girl, you're dealing with a balls Drop top when I take you to the mall Or do you want to go with another five? I'd rather have a guy with a super sex Ain't gotta be my chick Cause I'm just trying to do some shit Yeah, yep, 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 yep this is bringing me back to like the 90s R&B style music that was big. I'm in my 30s, so growing up in the 90s, I was big into R&B. I'm getting an R&B vibe from this. I'm feeling like I could like sing this to my lady. I would attempt to sing it to my lady. I wouldn't sound nearly as smooth and silky as this, but that's hot. What are we listening to? Bro, I'll tell you what, man. When you hear that, you do not hear reggae rock, but what you do hear... It's an R&B superstar in Jeff Bernard. This song, 
believe it or not, is Tribal Theory, Midnight Getaway, featuring the man, the voice you just heard, Jeff Bernat, featuring Rob Stone, a rap superstar, and none other than Tribal Theory. This is a smooth, smooth song. This is baby making music, and so what if the baby's father is not the man you're with? Maybe it's a side piece. This is some side piece baby making music. It's so dope. Midnight Getaway, man. This is something you have to bump with your side chick. Not that any of us have a side chick. We don't condone that type of activity. We bring R&B, reggae rock, hip-hop, throw it in a blender, and what comes out is the beautiful smoothie of melodies and vibes, Mark. Vibes. I love this song. On my playlist. Thoughts, dude. You <laughs> have all kinds of reactions right now. Thoughts, man. What do you think, man? What do you think? No, no. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. You know what? So much beautiful music blesses on Friday. We're going to keep it going right on to the next. And the next is a dynamo. An absolute beast in the music industry and what she does. She is fire. Tash Sultana. That's a name that is known by a lot of people. 700,000 plus followers on Instagram know her name. She is not to be put in a box. She is affiliated with the reggae rock community. Tasha Altana. Mark, you're a fan. I know that. Yeah, man. She's dope, man. She's got some great music. Um, I have not had the privilege to see her live, but I've heard from some close friends that she is fucking amazing. Um, I, I say this a lot, but bucket list. Tasha Altana. And that song's dope. Real fucking dope. It's got that smooth, laid-back sound. I can't quite put my finger on it, but she reminds me of somebody on this. People, help me. She got her own thing, but this sound, this just kind of sound like something. Take. I'm just 
I mean, obviously we're out here balling the AP60 banking, but what's your take on money and happiness, man? Um, I don't think they go hand in hand. And for the record, I don't make a shit ton of money. Did you do? You make at least. Money's not important. Don't lie to our listeners, Mark. Money's very important. It's very important. Featuring Protégé. What a dope track. First of all, I love Protégé. I love the skins. The fact that they're getting together to put out music is amazing. I want to know how that collaboration came to be. These are two of my favorite bands slash artists and they collaborate on such a magnitude the Skins album is coming in the future and they're just blessing us with this little gem featuring Protégé one of the biggest artists in the Reggae Roots revival right now they're gonna do this to your boy they're gonna drop this on me that's a flow you don't hear every day, people. The Skins Swimming Lessons out May 10th. A month away, we May. get brand new The Skins. Bro, May's going to be a big month. May's gonna be real big. April showers brings May flowers. And we get those flowers called the skins. They're blooming. Blossoming. Blossoming with that Blossoming. beautiful scent of oh, reggae music. A, that aroma, dude. It's fucking. That London sound. Ooh. It's palatable. It's pungent. That fucking aroma of success and dopeness. I love it. I can't get enough. But you know what, man? May's gonna be a big month. Sublime with Rome's dropping in May. Pumped about that. You know? Very excited about May. Why are we talking about May? April's a big month. What's happening in April, Mark? Let me answer that question. Fortunate Youth is dropping a new single, Live Life, featuring Alba Rosa and Harrison Stafford. We talked about it last episode, but today... 
They premiered it on a serious radio station. Premiered it. Premiered it. We can't even listen to it. But you can pre-order it on the 12th. It drops on the 19th. And Dan Kelly and the Fortune Youth Boys have teased an EP coming in the summer. Matt Rhodes last week talked about an album coming in the summer. Okay? Record store date is 4-12. That's next week. That's not even that far away. So much shit is happening in April. Roots of a Rebellion. You can pre-order the album, Shapes of a Soul. Okay? The Harbor Boys are dropping music on 420. So much shit is happening in the reggae rock world. I love it. But I'm getting ahead of myself, man. We're still talking about last Friday and one of the biggest songs to hit. Bank. Kali Buds. Be Young. Russ. We teased about it last week. But here it is, people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money have to run. All day me check face. Bank account me does great. Money have to run. Like 100 yard dash. You see more speed to the cash. Money can't run. All day me check face. Bank account me does great. Money have to run. Yeah. Just like water. For me soul and me little daughter. Money can't stick foot in me. Press clean. Swagger. Come make your girl switch. Roll up a little blue dream. I roll out in a day, blue beam. Life shot, get your money up. I mean, I have no patience, me running up. What a vibe. What a vibe to come out on this beautiful payday. And you know what? It was short lived for me. I don't know about you, but my payday it came through. But my rent check was also due because it's the fifth of the month. And that is the latest that you can pay your rent at my apartment complex. But goddamn it, I paid it. And for eight hours, I felt like a boss. Listening to Bank by Kali Buds. I looked at the fucking balance on my ATM and I was like, yeah, I'm living. And then I had to pay my rent. It's got to be done. It's got to be done, man. That's some grown man shit. You're right. It's the fifth of the month. Get up, get up, get up. Cash your checks and get high. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that's not it, but uh, hey, if that's what you want to do. You know what's funny? Last, last episode, I saw that this, this song was coming and I said, you know what? Hopefully it comes out on a payday because it's probably not about saving money. It's about spending money. But then I listened to Russ's lyrics. And it literally is about saving money. Which is fucking crazy. Russ is one of the biggest rappers in the game. And he's on a song with Kylie Buds. Called Bank. Right. Talking about investing your money wisely. First thing she sees when she walks in my house is a wall full of plaques like woo. Any fool can earn money. Yeah. Wise man saves. Any fool can burn money. Oh. Wise man saves. Any fool can burn money. There it is, dude. 
I need to save more money, Mark. I don't know about you, man. My personal finances are not to be discussed on this podcast, but you know what? Let's let's get through it, dude. We are. I'm looking at the time right now. I didn't know dinosaurs had nipples. They do. They do, Mark. Why don't you get a tattoo of dinosaur nipples, huh? Mark. Mark. Yeah, fuck this podcast, fuck this recording. I'm talking to you as a man right now. I know you heard that. And I know what you're thinking. That's an interesting sound. What does that sound like? Is that the next wave? Is that the new wave? Of reggae rock music? Damn, that's a fresh sound. It's just new. Well, you know what that was? Mark? It was you plus me and love. <laughs> Through the roots. Next up, dude, through the roots, you plus me is three. You and me and love. Also, Evan. <laughs> Yarmo, Yarmo, sitting over here in the corner, drawing dinosaurs, wearing thongs with these weird nipples. We have this re- we have this reggae 360 board up here, and he's drawing cartoons. That is an artist. While we're sitting here doing this podcast, and I'm getting kind of freaked out. Every once in a while, I, I just look up, I see a new cartoon, and I'm seeing dinosaur nipples, and I kind of like it. I mean, when you look at art, it's really uh, what you see the art as that really shows something about your own psychology, Mark. Um, well, you know, like. I'm I'm really close to googling it, but that's a that's a risky one. And what the fuck is that guy doing? All right, anyways, what else, what else we got here? You know what? That was actually a great segue to the fact that one day we will record this podcast on video. Yeah, uh-huh. and you guys will see all the weird shit that Evan does. Speaking of, Evan. let's talk about Evan for a second. Evan is our Evan. Evan is our. Audio engineer. More than he's more than. And what you're hearing right now is is a decent podcast. Every once in a while, you're probably turning up the volume, turning down the volume in your car, or on your iPod, or whatever you're listening to on your discman. But we're we're straightening that out, and that's why Evan's here. So starting next week, you're gonna hear some quality audio. Evan's here. And that's what he does. And then coming up after that, we're going to have some video of the podcast. But Evan is the audio master. Yeah, and all you people that reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, social media, and flame us for these little audio glitches, and you laugh, ha, 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 ha. That doesn't happen, though. It does. You know what? They reach out to me, and they give me a hard time because, you know what? Sometimes there's a little static, or sometimes you can tell that we cut episodes in weird places. Well, guess what? Evan, you tell them. Um, uh, the what is 
stuff will still be weird, but it'll sound a little better sometimes. Yeah. He's being be he's being modest. It's gonna sound great. And uh, what else we got? Oh, we gotta wrap this up. It's yeah. getting a little long tonight. Hey, hey, that's what she said. Um, another song that came out. I'm gonna bump for you right now. This one was on my radar. I'm a reggae rock guy. This is this is more island Jamaican reggae. But dude, this song bumps, man. We can't help but play it. We gotta post it. Plus, Randy Valentine is an absolute legend. Isa Runkus. Probably saying it wrong, but I'm talking in my Jamaican accent, rude boy. This song is called Blessed. Bless up. One love. Lord of mercy. Bump that shit, JB. Surf bosses, you know. And up by these. Have you? Make them know so we certain that they move them away, make so we no got regrets. And nobody flash your cash because we not impressed. Watch your step. Come and don't see every drop your set. Happiness, half a bag of sense, we no happy stress. I'm a human blessed with the fattest breast. And a rifle, yes, that's what she protecting nothingness. But show you a dress, this a rebel if you're not a chess player. How many me make you happy, send a SOS? Now flow your cool like winter, it's a summer sound. Summer clown, couldn't tell a count from a grammar phone. Send them around the place and them get run around. Bro, that's too much dope. I can't get that uh, to you at once. You know, like, I was getting a little tired tonight. It's the end of the week. It's getting late in the night. But goddamn, man, that was a good one. Yes, dude. I love that energy, man. Who is that? And give me some more. Not right now, but, man, I'm going to bump that shit in my truck right after this. <laughs> Mark, I'll tell you what, we're blessed. I'm blessed by your presence. Evan, I'm blessed by your presence. I just want you guys to know I appreciate everything. You guys are here with me in this moment, man. That is fucking real. That's dope, man. I love you both deeply. What else came out? I'll tell you what, we're going to drop another one for the people real quick. This one's gonna sound familiar. If you're a fan of reggae rock, you know the name Catastro. If you're a fan of Catastro, you know the lead singer is a savage. And he came out with a little solo project. Andy J, Five Days. I'm only going to play a little bit for you people. If you like Catastro, this is up your alley. If you like good music, this is up your alley. If you have a functional brain and you know how to use a computer, go search Andy J, Five Days and bump that. If you're in a relationship, you can feel this song. Okay? It's a little too close to home for me, man, because you know what, sometimes relationships are difficult. This is not a relationship advice podcast. In fact, we're going to do a spin-off podcast about my dating life, and I'm going to give you all the fucked up truths and reality about using internet applications for online dating. Um, but right now, we're not going to get into all that. Right now, we're going to talk about this dope-ass song by Andy J, a.k.a. 
the lead singer of Catastro, Five Days. songs that came out on Friday. If we missed anything, let us know. But there's some other things going on in the world. We're going to wrap it up real quick. Let's just run through it, Mark. I'll tell you what. If you uh, feel any different, man, you let me know. We're going to jump through some news here. P-Funk North. Our boys, dude. We cannot wait to get them on the podcast. We're scheduling that. Stay tuned. They've got a new album coming. They're in the studio. They're grinding. They're working. They've got some dope shows coming. Fucking consume this, people. The Expendables. Yes, The Expendables. And our brethren, Tropidelic, June 20th. What? June 20th in New Jersey at Jenks Club. P-Funk North. Tropidelic, The Expendables, they are playing together. If you don't know P-Funk North, you better get a fucking map out of the United States and go find New Jersey and fucking put your finger on it and then go to Spotify and search P-Funk North and listen to it. Law. Mark, what does the word law mean to you? I'm gonna break it. Also, a damn good record label. Facts. There's one more fire thing. roster. One more thing. Well, you're right about that, damn it. One more thing. Oh, I think I know what you're getting at. It is the name of Jacob Noel's band. Jacob Noel is the son of Bradley Noel. The, the maestro of all of this. The reason why we're in an office right now, talking into a microphone. So the, the man behind Sublime, his son, bless up, posted on Instagram, the album is done. Law. They will be performing in Arizona with a shitload of reggae rock artists. The album is done. They are a little bit heavier. More like heavy rock, but that flavor is pure, dude. I love Law and what they do. They're great to follow on Instagram, too. What else? I mentioned Roots of Rebellion. You can pre-order their album. The Harbor Boys, coming from Maryland, the home of Brandon Hardesty. 420, they are dropping Mary. Check it out. Harbor Boys, 420. Joe Sambo is dropping as well. Guess what? Check that out. Tyrone's jacket. The, the fucking... Oh my God, Tyrone's jacket is so awesome to follow on Instagram and watch. They have the craziest live performance. They have the sickest vibes. They are coming with some new music. Dropping 412. Currently touring with Pacific Dub. Video to a company. Watch that video. If you watch that video and you're not a fan of Tyrone's jacket, I'll give you my personal home address, come to my home, knock on my door, wake me up, and you will fight me. We will fight. And you are not a fan of Tyrone's jacket after you watch that video. 
Sorry, I get I get fired up. Last thing, Mike Pinto's birthday was yesterday. He dropped the Sugar Shack session. The song Satisfied. Last night on his birthday. Mike Pinto. You said Brandon Harsky was the greatest songwriter. I would argue Mike Pinto's right up there. I love Mike Pinto. We've had this conversation before, yeah. We're gonna have it again. We're gonna have it a few more times. We might be old men arguing about Brandon Hardesty and Mike Pinto. Imagine that. Two grumpy ass old men fishing. You see that movie, Grumpy Old Men Mark? Yeah, like 1997. Get the new single, Cry Cry Blood, from their upcoming album, Mass Manipulation, dropping May 17th. If you pre-order, you get Cry Cry Blood. Also, new merch, Leilani Wolfgram, the goddess, on Instagram, teased us with a hilarious 10-15 second video showing us that new merch. New merch to me means new music. New music, new tour. New tour, new cities. New cities means Leilani Wolfgram is spreading her essence all over the United States. Personally, I'm here for every second of it. That's it, Mark. (laughs) That's it, Evan. That's what's happening in the world of reggae rock music. What else do you guys have to say to the people? I say thank you once again for tuning in, listening to episode 10 of For the Vibes by Reggae360. Reggae360 is here to give you guys the latest and greatest in the scene each and every week. Give us feedback. Let us know what you want. Let us know what we're missing. But we got some very, very big stuff coming for you guys. Be excited. Because we're excited. Stay tuned. Next week, it kicks off with... I'm not going to tell you. It's big. It's coming. Thank you all for coming out once again. Mark here signing off. Evan. We out here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. JB. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One last thing. Before we 100% wrap up. You come in my happy circle and you're happy, guess what? We're all happy. Come on my happy circle, but only bring happiness. And we'll all be happy. We'll be a big happy circle. Bless up. That's it. That's all I got. Love you guys.